This week on MXPB, Glitch braves a thunderstorm to give us a Futurama breakdown. Plus, a wild Pokemon Presents has appeared! Don't go away, MXPB starts now! Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost. We're your hosts, Glitch and Tox, and we're here to give you the blingiest ear loot you've always wanted. Now sit back, relax, and allow us to inject some legendary gaming news into your brain, starting right now. Yeah! All right! (laughs) (laughs) Awesome intro, Glitch! Thank you! (laughs) Thank you, Tox. So, what have you been up to this last week, bud? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, this last week, uh, I played a few video games. How about yourself? I, too, played a lot of video games. And I'm looking forward to talking about not only what we've been playing, we're going to talk a little bit about history. History. And we're going to cover some awesome news that came out yesterday about... Uh, a favorite video game of the podcast. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to just diving in right. and doing some loot stuff. Uh, let's loot. dive in. Well, tell me, what have you been playing then? So to get ready for... This is basically what we're going to be talking about today. To get ready for our news piece, I have been playing Arceus. I don't know if I told you or not, but I picked it up... Was it like two weeks ago? Yeah. On sale yeah. for like $20 off or Target something like price that. match, so I remember. They did from Amazon. So uh, I've been playing it. I am in the last kind of like realm right now, the snowy region. Um, I've already caught all but two Pokemon and I need, I think, two pre-evolutions of a Pokemon and I need, uh, what is it? Two Pokemon I need to catch. Two pre-evolutions of a Pokemon. And there's two other things that I need to do, and I will have completed the base Pokedex without the uh, exotics, like post game. Wow! So that's uh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I am at seven stars of what is it? Seven of yeah nine. I think I think there's nine stars, maybe ten. Maybe you get a tenth star once you finish the game. I don't know. You've not really been playing this game. That's no joke. <laughs> I it too. I really have. <laughs> I have been loving every second of playing it, and Good. I mean. It's phenomenal. I love it. They did such a good job with everything. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about this new trailer because it looks like there might be some stuff they are implementing from Arceus. And that's got me even more excited. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm playing like side quests and stuff. And I know I know the region that I'm in. So I was looking at the Pokedex and like I know this is like the last region. So I'm kind of waiting to do that final mission until I've balked my Pokemon just a little more. Um, all the Pokemon I'm running into right now are between 30 and 40. And I've been catching all the crazy red-eyed Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah. That are like level 73, level 60 something. So yeah. I'm a little yeah. overpowered, but I want to be more, you know? Nice. You're going to crush uh, it. That's for sure. I want, <laughs> I want to. So what have you been playing? Uh, I played a few games. Um, actually, still playing a bit of Fortnite. Uh, like I said, my wife and I got back into it, and we were playing with one of our friends or one of my friends from high school. Um, and it's been uh, it's been pretty fun. It's 
I feel like either uh, no build mode is like easier or there are not as many sweaty people playing it because the matchmaking actually has us like winning half the time, which is actually makes it quite fun. And it doesn't hurt that my friend and his brother who we play with, uh, you know, have been playing first person shooters all their lives. Um, And so they're they're definitely very good. Uh, but they don't completely carry all of us. We all contribute, and uh, yeah, we've been getting some wins and leveling up pretty quickly, so uh, that's been pretty fun. Oh, that's fantastic, and it's really nice to hear that you're kind of like enjoying an old game with a that's got like a fresh take. That's that's good to hear for Fortnite. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. The no build mode is definitely definitely nice because you don't end up in those like the build out the build matches right where you just build to the sky and they've got macros on their keyboard or whatever that just destroy you so uh yep yeah it's more more head-on which is my play style Uh, yeah so it's cool it's cool i've been playing that and uh i started playing xenoblade chronicles 2 uh because the third one came out and (laughs) i guess they're all pretty independent but I did kind of want to try to play through some or most or all of uh, number two before uh, buying number three and devoting some time to that. They're all huge games, so I think this is going to take me a while, but uh, (laughs) I'm contemplating putting it on easy mode because it's already like weirdly difficult because like so (laughs) under leveled and it's like you kind of get thrown into you know you play a few hours of like intros and tutorials and you're like okay whatever but once you hit like kind of the open world uh you know i'm level 14 and i've been grinding for a few hours and uh, the enemies around me are like level 30 it's like you can't even i can't even touch them so it's like level 30 (laughs) or level 9 so i'm like grinding really low level enemies to get my level up so i can get past the level 30 ones but i'm like i must be missing something here because there's no way i'm gonna take these enemies on so it's a little bit is weird in like, that sense but is there like a region or something that might be missing like i must have taken the like wrong skip? turn i mean it gets <laughs> yeah. it, it get, opens up you know after the first couple tutorial things and so now i'm just i'm in like the main you know i'm in this area that i'm sure i'm going to be coming back to over and over again throughout the game um yeah and i just need to kind of find the the low level path through the area which i, <laughs> I haven't found yet uh, gotcha but it's cool. I really like how uh, the, the battle system is different, um, but it's also familiar. So like in Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition or Xenoblade Chronicles 1, you had a party. You select your party. Um, the attacks kind of start seamlessly uh, through the overworld, which is the same in number two and the same in number three. And your characters um, have like an automatic attack that they'll do. And then you sort of um, manage which arts or special attacks you want to um, to do in addition to the auto attacks. And that's where the the strategy comes in. You you build up the auto attack. You build up the arts um, in a certain order. You position yourself and you get yourself ready to combo things with your teammates. And, and that's the battle in Xenoblade 2. Um, you do something similar, but you have much fewer. Well, you start out at least with fewer arts. You've only got um, three to choose from on your weapon. And it's kind of weird because you control 
other characters. So you have like blades, which are um not people per se, but like beings that like come to life when they uh link up with drivers who are kind of like the normal people in the world. And so the drivers basically control the blades, which is a little bit weird because they're basically both look like people and it's like one person like controlling the other person, but it's like not quite uh you know it it seems fine but when you think about it you're like that there's that that wouldn't fly in reality <laughs> but um so you could so they basically have the arts and the special attacks and so you have to build them up first you have to like do a certain amount of damage before you can even use one so you don't have them available right away whereas in Xenoblade 1 you had it was based on like a timer so like you started with some available and then over time they would recharge here. It's like you have to get in actual hits to recharge them. Um, and so you use them a lot less frequently, at least in the early game. And so that's been a little bit of a slow ramp up because you're mostly watching the auto attack happen. And there are some things you can do to um, like, you know, in, enhance your attacks, uh, some skill checks and uh, timed uh, things to do. Uh, so it's not totally boring, but it is a little bit tricky. But then you can control multiple blades as well. But I've only got two right now, so that's still only like a few, like small handful of arts. But it's cool. There are ways you can link up the special attacks by elements. Like you do an elemental special attack that's fire, then you do a stronger water one, then you do an even stronger fire one, and then you get like a super special combo. Uh, so it's cool. It's cool. Awesome. Are are there any? Um, is that Dunban over there? Are there any uh, <laughs> revisiting characters that we know and love from the first one, or is this like pretty much kind of an independent title? Uh, so not far, really no, that. not really. That there are fam- there are things that are familiar about the world, like uh, there are the human race, and then there's the Napan race. So like the little fuzzy people. Oh yeah. Your Napan main character is Torna, whereas it was Ricky in uh Xenoblade One. So that's Ricky. cool. <laughs> Ricky is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Torna is also pretty good, so I'm quite pleased with that. Um there are more Napan characters. There's actually kind of like a shady evil Napan character in the beginning, which is <laughs> kind of weird, but I'm glad they got the the Ricky like character in there too. And uh you know, the worlds look similar in terms of like the open landscape, the colors and the features. You're still, you know, civilization still basically resides on these giant, um, you know, beings. They call them Titans. The, There's the Maconis and the Bionis. Yeah. Yeah. The Bionis. That the was Xenoblade one in Xenoblade two. They're um, they're called Titans and they are. Okay always uh you know they're sort of actively more actively alive um and moving around and that adds a and there's so there's titans and they're floating around in the cloud sea and you are like a a salvager and so you can like you have a salvage ability there are certain points you jump into the sea big uh dig up treasure and enemies and that's kind of how you farm for items and because you're on these titans that are swimming through the sea depending on like where they are or what you know motion they're slowly making the tides will appear to rise and fall and oh. so different amounts of 
it changes the landscape. You can access places um, depending on it, at high tide that you can't access at low tide and vice versa. Wow. That's actually pretty impressive for uh, when did this game come out? Do you know? Uh, yes, not- 2017 is around the time the Switch came out. Yeah. 2017. Okay. I mean, still pretty impressive um yeah i mean it's not like a hardware uh like (laughs) it's not like a demanding hardware thing it's just it's kind of an interesting uh gameplay element so yeah yeah that is there's a lot to uh still i think figure out i'm a little bit disappointed that there isn't as much like there doesn't appear to be as much like gear to equip and strategy in like equipping gear um, there are like chips you can use to upgrade the blades and like the little gems, but there's not nothing like this whole system in Xenoblade one where you would, um, combine gems and craft them and level them up and, uh, and slot them into all your gear. It seems a lot more limited, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that opens up some more. I don't know. Hmm. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. And then I played a are little pl- bit of strikers too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard. Did they just do another update with Strikers? Yeah. So they added uh, Daisy and Shy Guy as playable characters. Um, yeah. Daisy is kind of more offensive, uh, but also strong. So that's kind of cool. She's hard to knock over and she tackles well uh, and has good shooting. And by default, of course, the gear can, you can equip changes everything. But uh, Shy Guy's default is like even like straight down the list of uh, abilities he's all around so oh. that's kind of cool and of course uh shy guy is awesome so that's a plus <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah they added the a new stadium the desert stadium so i'm hoping we'll get something like dry bones coming up soon if we've got a desert yeah. uh s- stage then we need some desert uh characters we need some dry bones out there on the field give me some dry bones yeah oh that's exciting uh i really like that nintendo is is supporting games post-launch like this uh that's great that's good to see it needs it it needs and it needs more like strikers is so much fun but like i played with a few friends online uh and you know i've played online games before with one other person uh and it was okay sometimes you get a little bit of like stutter like you know that it would kind of stutter like lag but um you could keep up and it wasn't like it, it was something you could play through and it was only occasional when i played with my friends one who of which who was on the west coast with me but not in the same state and one who is kind of in the midwest uh in michigan i'm in california um and we just played against each other like one-on-one california michigan <laughs> or two two west coasters and one midwest um yeah we hit some like terrible lag and like i played with you know the guy i played with before also was in the midwest it's it's not necessarily the distance but i guess it doesn't help and the lag was of a kind that you could not you could not play through i thought my controller was broken i was like what the heck my character stopped responding they're responding but they're responding a full four seconds after i pressed a button oh and for a game that is all about like reflexes and timing like you you can't no that doesn't work at all 
and the game is so like they relied this is an online game that you like the single player there's not much there you play through five cups against the cpu again in all the same stages and then you play through a harder version of the same five cups and it's just like there's nothing to it and everything is online they added like uh season uh achievements so like you you know do a pass or do a tackle or score a goal and you get extra coins um so that's kind of cool like Fortnite, you check off your weekly tasks or whatever daily tasks uh you can do that but like yeah this game is a hundred percent you know i i think the hundred percent of its appeal is the online play and this is a pretty glaring thing i i hope it was a one-off or that they can fix it somehow because i really want to my friends both bought the game to play with me and now it's like sorry guys <laughs> yeah maybe it was just a weekend fluctuation because of like a lot of people play yeah hopefully. that could be that could be but it, it is it is it's still really fun i think it probably would be a ton of fun if you had a bunch of friends over because you can play eight people uh eight? couch co-op so, whoa yeah that's kind of impressive. But I mean, who has eight friends around during the sort of post COVID, I don't know, whatever era we're in, <laughs> right? It's still not. Yeah. I don't think I even have has eight, eight friends that play video who, games exactly. in my area. Who right has, now. who has eight friends? That's right. <laughs> I mean, unless you're having like a party with all your gamer friends. Uh, yeah. But yeah. you know, uh, it's still a good game. I just, it's got some kinks and needs, needs some love. Well, it sounds like Nintendo's given it some given it some TLC. It just takes I guess it'll take some time and yeah. they'll get it there. I want that so billion dollar think, investment in online services that they announced last <laughs> year, right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get there, guys. Do you um do you think that maybe the game was released a l- now Nintendo is not known to do something like this, but do you think the game was maybe released a little early to hit deadline? I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. It depends on how much they're going to add. Like, yeah, I mean, they definitely want to add new content as the game goes on to keep interest in the game. And I don't think that necessarily means that they rushed it. Uh, right, right. So we'll see. If it looks way different in a year, then I guess we'll know. So, uh, so. that's everything I've been playing. And uh, yeah. I see that this week... Uh, glitch is bringing the history so i'm excited <laughs> to hear the history should we do it well let's go back in time let's go back in time <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> all right glitch take it away all right the year is did i not list the year <laughs> <laughs> oh tox that's rich this is what happens when glitch drives <laughs> yeah Let's see here. I can get the year. Uh, calculating, right. calculating, calculating. T- tell me the video game. The, I'll f- find the year where you got. Right, well, the year is two thousand and three. All right, I was able to get the year for us. Nice. So the year is two thousand and three. Uh, Futurama, the video game, released on August first for PAL and August twelfth for NA for North America, yeah. uh, respectively. And uh, if you've never played this game or seen footage from this game, if you're a Futurama fan, especially with Futurama, 
uh, getting ready to actually come back out again. Again. After some pretty in- <laughs> intense, yeah, after some pretty intense negotiations, um, they were finally able to negotiate to get the full cast back. Um, so I'm actually really excited for this. This was a great show, in my opinion. Uh, right. I think it only lasted four or five seasons. Well, but, uh, there was it got canceled once before, right? It yeah, was on Fox, and then it got canceled, and then it got brought back a few years later on like Cartoon Network, and then that had a few yep. seasons, and then it got canceled, and then and I think in between they did movies, and yep. now they're coming back again. That's cool. They are. Right. Yeah. So the video game was not this was not meant to happen the way this happened but the video game actually released after the tv show was canceled canceled like there it it wasn't coming back after this one right um so this is actually considered by matt groaning to be the the director and like producer of the the show this is considered to be like a lost episode as it debuted after the series was canceled uh it features 28 minutes of new animation and dialogue and it had the original cast like the entire cast was present for this and uh i mean you and i've played a lot of games and i don't know how many games you've played based on other things i've played quite a few seven and (laughs) seven (laughs) um especially like with star wars games it's really hard for them to get like james earl jones and (laughs) you know mark hamill and all, all these people but I thought it was really cool that, you know, Futurama was able to get their full voice cast. Um, the The game itself did not get great ratings. Uh, the gameplay was very mediocre. Uh, I think... What kind of like game is it? Like, platformer? So it's a platformer, or? yeah. Okay. So uh, when you're playing, you can play as, uh, like, four different characters. Uh, Fry, Bender, Leela, and Dr. Zoidberg. Uh, and each character actually had kind of like their own unique portion of the game. So like Fry's portion of the game you played as was kind of like a little shooter uh, slash platformer. Bender was basic, like almost just platforming, like jumping from different things and collecting objects. Uh, Leela had some kicking, like, you know, she does like her kickboxing kind of Hi-ya! thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Jump then kicks. Doctor's. Dr. Zoidberg had this really short little section of the game um, that was pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Like, they did a really good job with this game. Uh, for storyline, it's one of the highest rated video games for storyline, like, of all time. But unfortunately, because the uh, the gameplay itself was kind of middle of the road, uh, it kind of dropped the overall rating for the the game itself. Now... If you have not seen gameplay footage, this is actually pretty cool. And I I don't know if it's still included like on digital copies. It it might be. But the gameplay and the cutscenes for this game were featured on the Beast with a Billion Backs DVD, which is one of the movies that came out after the cancellation. Nice. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool uh, that they did that. Yeah. Uh, They, they, the, uh, Matt Groening was actually on the like the directing team for the video game too which that's also pretty rare typically video game companies kind of have carte blanche to do whatever it is that they're going to do with this with with their title but they even got the the director of the show and stuff involved for the video game and it it shows it really does show um 
some some fun little tip or uh, some tidbits about this game. There, there's a lot of like replayability. There's stuff that you can do or see that maybe you didn't pick up on the first time through. Okay. There are hidden. Remember Nibbler, the of like real is yeah quote unquote pet, but like he poops out jet you, fuel. Yeah, and you find out later that he's like responsible for Fry going into the <laughs> yeah yeah the Nablonians the uh, and yeah, the time travel yeah. yep oh yeah <laughs> he's, he's got no brain <laughs> oh I see Scruffy Scruffy's always on yeah, break Scruffy yep on Scruffy's break. always on break <laughs> yeah uh, I think there's a there's a episode or a, a, they call them like episodes in the game where you're you're going through and you have to like fix uh, the building. The, okay. Uh, Planet Express. Oh, what is it called? Planet Express. Yeah. Right. And uh, Scruffy's just in a clause, and they're like, "Are you going to do anything?" He's like, "Nope." Uh, nope. <laughs> and that's that's like his only line. Nope. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, the original Scruffy. voice actor for that one line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but great. like, there's hidden nibblers throughout <laughs> the game, and you can collect them. And by collecting them, you unlock like some interesting like movie clips and outtakes and some other extras it's pretty cool oh cool um so this game launched on original i think it's original playstation xbox i think it's supposed to be playstation 2 xbox and it was supposed to be ported to gamecube but it was canceled for whatever reason Hmm. there there was no reason given yeah unfortunate that the gamecube people didn't get a chance to play it um so the premise you probably want to know what's the story behind this video game Futurama. How could they do a video game? So here's yeah. the premise. Dr. Farnsworth gets sick and tired of managing the planet express. He's like deep in debt. So he decides to sell it to mom. Um, mom corporation ruled yeah. by mom. Yeah. Ruled by mom. Uh, this gives mom over 50% of ownership of earth. <laughs> and, and i guess because like earth is run by a board of directors she's the majority mom, shareholder of earth she's the majority <laughs> shareholder of earth so this allows her to enslave humanity and become Earth's supreme ruler that's so, hilarious i love futurama yeah um why not <laughs> so so mom wants to turn the earth into a giant warship and guess who the only scientist that's capable of creating an engine like that is? Must be Farnsworth. <laughs> it's Farnsworth. So he uh, comes up with some kind of plan to escape Earth uh, in the Planet Express cruiser that they've got. And then it just it just breaks out from there. There's nice. there's time travel involved. Excellent. Uh, this is they find out that there's a race of people living on the sun. <laughs> like, uh, it's wild. It's a good time. Great game. And I highly recommend it. That's cool. I'll have to uh, see if I can play it somehow. It sounds pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I have found it emulated on Emu Paradise, which, you know, I don't necessarily recommend emulating a game if you can purchase it. But if, if those, you know... It is what it is, but you may be able to watch gameplay footage on uh, A Beast with a Billion Backs if you're able to find that digitally or, or otherwise. Yeah, uh, I've been watching a random YouTube video as you've been talking of it's Fry. It must be the beginning of the game running around Planet yep. Express with a hammer, hammering everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's really cool, actually. So you can explore Planet Express basically like in its entirety throughout the game. 
so you get to see stuff like you don't otherwise get to see in the show it's yeah it's really cool i enjoy stuff like that i think Um, it's really cool when you get to uh take control over an environment that you've only ever sort of seen like you know passively and you get to actually poke around yourself and see things from different angles and yeah that's really cool and they make tons of references to the the show of course course. um but like you know i've watched every episode probably multiple times and you know there's i can't remember what uh, episode it is but there's this whole big thing with the lockers i don't know if you remember that that um Hmm. they're like I can't remember what it was, but there was something going on with the lockers. Like somebody was living in the locker or somebody <laughs> was hoarding things. I, it was probably Zoidberg, uh, to be honest. I don't know. But there yeah. was some kind of issue with the lockers and they make a they make a couple references to like the, the locker issue. Cool. Cool. It's like space Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so good. I watched that show so many times. It would just even when it got canceled and once it wound up on Netflix I mean, I'd watch it in yeah. syndication all the time, and then I'd watch it on Netflix all the time. It was so good. It is. Um, it reminds me of like early uh, Rick and Morty. You know, it it's got it's got some qualities there that that remind me of that. Sure. Yeah. I've yeah. never watched Rick and Morty. I'm just gonna oh admit that right now. That maybe that's some homework. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> all right cool um, that's a really awesome game that's a good find august yeah august 1st and august uh 12th in august 2003 august 12th yep 2003 yeah august 12th is actually my birthday so that was a oh. a great game came out right on my birthday so that's pretty awesome there you go well i didn't ooh. august 12th i must have that in is my that calendar next, but uh, is that next week i think it is i don't know what day it is yeah, me either. You've got eight days as of recording. Wowzer. Oh, goody. <laughs> so, savor the last few moments of your 24th year of life. <laughs> Whatever. I, I wish that's I wish that's what it was. We'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, 24. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Very good. All right. So, does that bring us to the news? All right. Let's do the news then. Let's do the news. All right. All right, Tux. I have talked enough, and it's yeah. Pokemon time, so <laughs> fill us in. Almighty oh, Pokemon Master. <laughs> I want to be the very best. I can't help it. Um, you already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at some other... There's some other news items, too, but yeah, the big, the big thing, I guess, is... Um, Pokemon Company released a video on Wednesday this week, Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific, so bright and early. I was able to actually watch it in the morning. And uh, they went over some uh, stuff about, you know, various games, but I think the big thing was uh, they showed more gameplay for uh, Scarlet and Violet, the upcoming games in November. And they also uh, described a little bit more in detail how things uh, work. So all the Pokemon news that's fit for a video on a Wednesday morning include um, a feature of the World Championships uh, that are being held in London this year in a couple weeks, which uh, the World Championships include um, competitive battles in Sword and Shield, uh, sort of 
you know, classic mainline competitive battles um, on the Switch, as well as uh, TCG uh, tournaments. So the card game uh, and the card game, of course, you know, all these tournaments have their different rule sets, what you can and can't use. The TCG is actually pretty like interesting. I recently learned a little bit about this while I was revitalizing my card collection and they actually have started marking the cards with different symbols and the set of cards that are legal for tournament play kind of rotate every year or season or occasionally and they have sort of like different sets they'll have like the you know regulation tournament set and they'll mark them as like any card with a certain symbol letter e or f or whatever and then they'll have like an extended set which you could play like you know some tournaments or like maybe unofficial tournaments or different kinds of tournaments um and then there's sort of like the full set which is like any cards so um yeah a little bit of random interesting stuff but that's the kind of stuff that's going on in the world championships and they announced uh two new categories including pokemon unite which uh you remember that game glitch (laughs) i do have you played it since it came out a year ago I remember I played it for the I did it for the podcast. Yes. And that's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Pokemon Unite is in the uh, world championships now. So there'll be Unite matches with teams against other teams. And Pokemon Go actually is in there, too. So you can tap your phone better than anyone else, I guess. Uh, But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Unite also is celebrating its first year anniversary. It came out in July last year, uh, so that's interesting. We had that. Um, And they have some promotions going on for anyone that happens to still be playing it. It seems like they plan to keep supporting it, uh, so it must have a bunch of people still playing it. I got to admit that, you know, watching the footage kind of made me want to, like, pick it up again and and sort of see where it's at. Um, But they have a cool mode, I think, the limited time mode that they're uh that they're doing for the one year anniversary where all the pokemon are pikachu <laughs> so everyone's playing as pikachu the uh the wild pokemon are pikachu the, the um the big pokemon that you fight throughout the stage are also pikachus uh sounds like a blast if you ask me <laughs> so uh pokemon unite pokemon go uh, Pokemon Go uh, Festival Finale is also happening soon where you can catch uh, Shaman, the legendary Pokemon, and save Professor Willow from Ultra Space. I guess <laughs> Professor Willow got sucked into a black hole or something and is in Ultra Space. Um, so that's cool. Pokemon Go events to look forward to. And for uh, a new, to get people, I guess, to play it again. Um, they're introducing a 15-minute daily incense that you can uh, use. So every day you can use an incense for 15 minutes, and it's a special type of incense. Normally, incense makes Pokemon appear more frequently when you're out and about. Um, this does that, and it also attracts Pokemon from other regions and uh, maybe even legendary Pokemon from other regions. So 15 minutes a day, you have a chance to catch Pokemon that you wouldn't normally find in your neighborhood, which I think is really great because 
there are Pokemon that are exclusive in Pokemon Go to certain like countries, right? Like, you know, Japan, US, <laughs> Russia, UK. Like you can't get them unless you go there or go to some special event and, and get it in a promotion. So it's uh really neat, I think, that they're kind of letting people round out their Pokedexes by bringing those sort of formerly country or location exclusive Pokemon um, to wherever you happen to be. I think that's a nice touch. All right. So we lost Glitch's audio in a thunderstorm, but I'm going to wrap up the Pokemon news anyways. And we've still got his beautiful history and introduction uh, for a great full show. So Pokemon Go stuff, uh, Unite, Pokemon Masters, I'm not even playing that. I don't really know what it is, but there's some updates there in the Trainer Lounge. Pokemon Cafe Remix, if you want Mewtwo. Mewtwo's back and apparently likes small dishes, so you've got that. But the big thing is uh, Scarlet and Violet. So for Scarlet and Violet, we got a name for the region, the Paldea region, um, again, they reiterated that it's an open world RPG, uh, still not quite sure what they think open world means, but we saw, um, more of the multiplayer, which was really cool. You go to these unite circles and then you kind of, uh, like link up, I guess, with your friends, sorry, union circles, not unite, thinking of Pokemon unite. Go to the Union Circle, uh, find your friends, and then you can roam the region together and, quote, look for Pokemon. Uh, don't really know what that means. They didn't really show much except running through the open world together. Um, one of the cool things you can do is you can use the legendary Pokemon from the game, uh, the flagship legendaries, to... Uh, you ride them like a motorcycle or a bike or uh, they can carry you as if they're flying. And I think I saw some swimming too, some surfing. So uh, it looks like you've got that kind of movement aspect similar to Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, where you can sort of more freely um, move throughout the world with the help of a Pokemon. And so they showed that as well with you and your three friends, four people total moving through uh, the open world together. But nothing really about battles uh, in the open world. Uh, they did talk about raids, where you can, of course, do raids together uh, and fight uh, fight a big Pokemon, kind of like Dynamax in Sword and Shield. Um, but it seems like it is not turn-based, or you are at least on like independent threads so like you don't have to wait for your partner to choose a move it looks almost more like a pokemon go raid where you're kind of spamming a few different moves and maybe a special move here or there uh, and you're all doing that together uh but clearly you've brought your own pokemon and it wasn't really clear like if you have access to your full move set while you're doing that or if it's just like a couple moves um, but you know, you can sort of coordinate or how often <laughs> you can attack, not really clear, but, um, looks like a cool, a little bit more interactive way to do, uh, raids together. Um, so that's, that sounds, this sounds really cool. I'm really looking forward to that enhanced multiplayer co-op experience, um, because it, it just sounds great. Uh, the other big thing, um, 
you know, story-wise, you have a few different ways to play. You can encounter uh, eight gyms and win badges, a la classic Pokemon stories, but apparently you can do it in any order, so you have a lot of freedom there. And you also have, like, a treasure hunt type of quest, which not really sure what that's all about, but it seems like there's a few different ways to play this game, including that sort of more familiar uh, go to eight gyms, beat eight gym leaders uh, type of gameplay. And uh, in addition, you've got a new form for your Pokemon. Uh, that's a common thing for new generations to introduce new forms. So we had Dynamax uh, Pokemon in the Sword and Shield uh, region uh, that I already forgot the name of. Starts with a G or something. Uh, Galeri- Galarian, Galeria, Galar region, that's the one. Uh, and here in Paldea, you have terrestrial forms, which basically make your Pokemon look like it's carved out of gems, like a diamond or ruby or like, you know, not to be confused with actual Pokemon generations of those names, but it looks really cool. You're like super sparkly and they're sort of like, you know, no round edges. Everything's kind of cut like like gems are cut. And um, that's the new terrestrial form. And in that form, you get some enhanced, some stronger moves uh, similar to Dynamax. It doesn't look like you get a lot bigger, but your form definitely changes. The You get, uh, you know, kind of similar to Dynamax where some Pokemon have like a special artwork when they go Dynamax. Um, these ones also, the terrestrial forms, also seem to have some special, more interesting for uh, artwork uh, for each Pokemon. And the types can change and not always to a fixed type. So like if you're a Pikachu and you go terrestrial form, you can become flying. And if you're an Eevee and you go terrestrial form, you can become grass or water. Uh, so that seems like a really neat like thing to introduce to the competitive mode where uh, you know your Pokemon is sort of deceptively, or I guess everyone will know, but your Pokemon is not necessarily the type that it appears to be on first glance. Uh, so that's really cool. So yeah, that's I think that's about it as far as the Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet updates go, at least on first blush. I'm sure we'll see um, some more uh, breakdowns, more detailed breakdowns of the videos as the YouTubers are wont to do. Um, but it seems like it's going to be really interesting and I'm really looking forward to the new co-op modes and the new terrestrial forms. The new terrestrial forms look pretty, pretty dope. Not going to lie. That looks really cool. And of course, just the overarching story. We still don't know too much about it. You kind of enroll in like a university or go to some school or something. And it's still pretty unclear kind of what the main storyline is going to be. Um, and what exactly it means for to, to the Pokemon company to be open world RPG. Um I'm hoping we get more of that seamless transition between overworld and battles. So if we can't catch in the overworld, at least hopefully we can battle quickly. And I don't think I've seen any uh, like Pokemon hidden in the grass. So maybe all the Pokemon will be in the overworld, which is also kind of nice. You get to choose your encounters. You have a little bit more control over that rather than randomly being ambushed in the grass. Um, so yeah, lots to look forward to and hopefully more information uh, yet to come. 
Uh, so that about wraps it up for the news. And uh, I think since Glitch is has succumbed to the thunderstorm, uh, we'll call it a day. And that'll do it for another episode of the Morning XP Boost. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure Glitch would thank you too. Um, hopefully we'll get his power restored and uh, have him back again next week. Uh, maybe with another new intro. Who knows? Until then, please uh, like us and uh, follow us on like Instagram or something and your podcast app or whatever. And yeah, Glitch, any parting words? I'm not here today, sorry.